everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bosman, and joining us this week, Michael Damiani. How's it going, everyone? Michael Huber. At this point, I'm beginning to believe I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> and Brandon Jones. Go Dodgers. Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness. It's happening, Huber. Just a bit outside. I feel like you're, you're going to be like... I mean, I should give him a chance. I'll just watch one <laughs> yeah. game. Like breaking down. Yeah, like exactly. That's cool. It's like uh, the Venom suit. Yeah. Yes. Suit. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you watch it and it's like, you know, some of these guys are pretty good. <laughs> like, when, when, you're, when you're done, you like put take the hat off and put it on the desk and it just like slides over to you. Like, are you going to burn that when you're done? Uh, I got some plans. Ooh, stay plans. tuned. Okay, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Excellent. Uh, if you are tuning in right now, if you're watching this right now, obviously you are. This is a love and respect only episode. That means that this entire episode will be drawn entirely from patrons of the $5 and up tier of e- patreon.com slash easy allies who submitted questions, topics, games, uh, anything to the love and respect uh, post. So that's it. We're, you know, we're on holiday right now. It's we're the on. last podcast of the year. Mm-hmm. It's super late at night. We're super loopy. Oh, it is midnight right Almost midnight. Yeah. Let's get through them all. We're gonna have a loopy vibes. I already. I do have too many. Is there a full moon outside? It's pretty close. It's something close to a full moon. (sighs) You can feel it. Yeah. Feel the energy. Yep. (laughs) Feel the energy. Uh, I've got too many questions. We're we're gonna answer as many as we can. But the the way that love and respect works is not that we rush through them. That we give them each the time and dedication. Were there any bloodborne questions? Not a single one. It's twenty sixteen. 2016. Uh this one we got a lot, and so I want to start with this one. Seasons greetings, allies. The holidays are coming up, and I love holiday traditions. My favorite tradition is getting some of my buddies together a couple of days before Christmas and play Mario Kart for hours. It is very jolly. Excellent tradition. So, my question to the panel and Kyle is: do you have any holiday gaming traditions, love and respect? Absolutely, Jesus. Appropriate. Um, this is birthday. Uh, also included is I saw a lot of people just want to know your holiday memories with gaming involved. So anything having to do with that traditions, holiday memories, your favorite presents you ever got, the, uh, things like that. Yeah, the only tradition I have is uh, just making sh- making sure to play games with just the Christmas tree lights glowing. So I just Ooh, have no only- Huber, that's yeah. that speaks to me. I love it. Yes. So much. I've definitely been there. I just all darkness, got the Christmas tree glowing mm-hmm. and a little hot chocolate. Yeah. I will have a nice little glass of hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I just settle in to uh I try to find a cozy game. Oh my god, so. yeah. Jones, what you got? What's your- I don't have a lot of Christmas traditions. My birthday's um like a month after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I have birthday traditions and I have Halloween traditions, but like not a lot. The only thing I can think of is that, like, I uh, I remember last year uh, I brought... The last time I brought my PlayStation 4 to Florida to hang out with the in-laws was Far Cry 4. And I remember just, like, finishing it. You know, like, going back in and knowing, like, I'm gonna do more in this game I've already played a lot of. And so it's, like, actually going back through and just kind of capping games off. Being like, all right, I'm gonna run this... I'm gonna run my progression into the ground. If there's anything I ever wanted to do, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, a No Man's Sky, I could see as a kind of a game I would I would dig up over Christmas break. And, like, yeah, we'll try out that update and get back into this. I probably won't do that, but... For that game, specifically. But, yeah, a good Christmas gaming tradition. I think I need one of those. Damiani, what you got? Uh, I haven't done it in a while, but there was a point where... I would always go home for, for the holidays uh, to my parents' home... 
And I would always, because they had the only VHS player up to a point. Some point there was only VHS technology, then there was DVD, but they kept having the VHS player. Oh, I see. I would go back every, so it'd be the only chance to do this as well. Yep. I would go back and rewatch these promotional videos from Nintendo. Oh my god. I would rewatch the Donkey Kong Country one. Mm hmm. I would rewatch the Diddy Kong Racing one. Mm hmm. I would rewatch the Nintendo 64 one. Do you still have these? Oh my god. Some of them. I think they're still there. Or they got rid of oh them, my God, don't but they're all they're all these. they're all on YouTube. So I just watch them oh, on okay. YouTube now. Did, uh, Banjo Kazooie did that have one? I don't remember if Banjo Kazooie did because the Diddy Kong Racing was John Levitz or whatever did the VO for that one. John Lovitz? Lovitz, sorry, yeah. The critic? Yeah. The the, the, comedian, the, the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he did it in his like just his normal voice. And he did try to do comedy stuff in there as well. Oh my God, wow. these are precious. Yeah. Um, the save these videos. I had to go buy it because uh, I didn't originally get it. I don't know why I didn't get it. But I didn't get the Majora's Mask promotional oh, one. You had to go I kept, buy that? I kept hearing about it. So I bought it like on eBay one year and I was like, I added it to the collection. I was like, good. But it was always the N64 one because I remember was that system was coming out, I'd watch that video every single day. Nice. They had the Mario 64 play. They like brought the kids Nintendo so and I was cool. just like, What's up? The I haven't seen these videos. Yeah. I've seen like the Star Fox one. Everyone's seen this. Most yeah. Nintendo fans have seen the Star yeah. Fox one with the torture the Mario joke. It's mm-hmm. the Sony and the Sega guy. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. was Sony and Sega right, or was it? Because uh, there's no Microsoft yet. It was Sega. I knew it was Sega for one. I didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Sony time yet. Mm-hmm. It was too soon. And they sort of uh, talked like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like the guy, like he, they parachute. Oh god, it's so good. Yeah. And anyway, go watch it if you can on YouTube. Uh, the Nintendo 64 one. It's like they're bringing these three like cool teenagers from around the U.S. Whoa. Like the most, the top gamers. And they go to Nintendo, all top secret and stuff. And they put them in a room and they're like, "Here's the Nintendo 64," and they're like blown away. And they have some of the NOA Treehouse guys. Uh, there's a guy, I don't know if he's still there, called Armand Williams. It was like kind of like the host of it or whatever. So good. So did you have to explain to your family what you're, what you're doing? No, because I'd watch them at night and stuff. They like they wouldn't care. Like, you know, they'd come in like, oh, he's like, they knew what tapes I had. So they, they knew that was just like video game stuff. So like, whatever, it's video game video. They're just cares? like, oh, little Damiani's just watching his gaming tapes. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. So cool. I love it. And that was the only place where you could watch them. Yeah, I would like always do it when I went home. Because yeah. I mean, aside, yeah, the only Christmas thing ever was like I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was the only system I ever got on Christmas or gaming thing I can remember getting on Christmas. And that was a big deal. Like the Super Nintendo Christmas, such a big deal for me. Got all those games. Was like, What are oh, all those games? Got... So I got F Zero. Yeah. I got Super Tennis. Yep. Came with Super Mario World. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got uh, Super Tennis. Pilot Wings. Sure. Yes. Yes. What was there? Because I had five games. I always forget what the fifth one you was. UN Squadron. No, I did not get UN Squadron. You talked didn't exist. Not Super Nintendo. Oh, I thought you were talking about N64. Yeah, N64. Hubert, not paying a lot of attention. Oh, what was it? I forget. It was a third party title. Definitely a third party title. Castlevania. Might have been. Super Castlevania 4, but I thought yeah. that wasn't out yet. That uh, was close to launch. Super Castlevania? December. Yeah. But it was mostly, I remember F-Zero, like, no, it was, no, it was Madden. Sorry, it was another sports oh, okay. game. It was sure, Madden. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, sorry. So, Madden Super Tennis was like, yeah, it's kind of cool to play those. It looks they look interesting. But yeah, have a sports like game. Like, F-Zero, Pilot Wing, Super Mario World, like, played them to death. Mm-hmm. My friend in the neighborhood, he got one, too, for Christmas. He got UN Squadron. I had to go over there to play that one. I was like, yes. whoa, we got this game. This Greg cool. Gates. 
Huber, you would love Greg Gates. Who's Greg Gates? Greg, so in UN Squadron, and you're just flying jets, you get to pick three characters. Yeah. One guy's just called Greg, Greg Gates. Gates. Greg Gates. <laughs> yeah. I love the name. And he's like the guy, like, I think he's kind of like the tank of UN Squadron. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So you got to pick Greg Gates so you get the HP. Dude, yes. I've never played that game. I've never even heard of it. It's cool. It's Capcom, like a you know, Super Nintendo launch title. Really. I don't cool know. Did you all ever get? Did you all ever get a chance to go to kiosk back in the day? Like I remember going to Toys R Us. I was old enough to go to Toys R Us to see Super Nintendo kiosk. They had Super Mario World playable before. Uh, must have been after it came out because I didn't get Super Nintendo till December. But anytime I'd go to a Toys R Us, like once or twice, I can remember before they'd have it playing there. Even though I couldn't play it, I would just stare at the title screen. And listen to that music because we play the, the 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 title screen music. Mm-hmm. My dad would have to be like, "It's time to go," and I'm like, "I just want to sit here and watch this." Oh, I love and N64. Oh, a friend of mine. We went on a we had fall break. I don't know if that was a thing out here in California, but we had fall and spring break for a while. Like Texas school started winter break. Fall. No, it was fall. fall it was like break? in October. Fall break. Whoa! Oh, they gave us a week. Must off. Be it, nice. it only, yeah. it, I don't know if it still exists. It, uh-huh. And it didn't exist when I was a little. It happened sure. like I was a little older. Uh-huh. Anyway, we came out to Palm Springs in California for a week, and there was a toy store, uh, Toys R Us, within walking distance of us. And we'd go there every day because they had Mario sixty four playable. Yeah, we'd spend like three hours there just playing. Super Mario 64. And getting good. It's, so instead of like going out and doing cool stuff in Palm Springs, like, wow. hey, go to the pool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go somewhere else go or something. Toys R Us. Like, we're going to Toys R Us. And ignore the, the kiosk with Twisted Metal on it. We don't need that game. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I remember Gex. I distinctly uh, remember was, a Twisted Metal kiosk. I remember Vector Man. I do. I remember a Vector Man demo for Saturn. Cool. I remember playing Way one of cool. those. I don't remember if I ever had a PlayStation 1. But anyway, I don't know if any of you ever had like cool kiosk experiences or anything like that like as I got older I stopped like around GameCube era I, they started vanishing and I stopped caring about them I remember them. Star Fox Adventures kiosk and I was like oh no. GameStop would always have them but always with yeah. the little kids there I'm like eh I don't need to go on God, that um, stuff. terms of like uh, traditions for me they're kind of over uh, you know Christmas used to be the time I would see my cousins who lived in Georgia you know, you see them like twice, or once or twice a year, and it was my chance to like show them my games and like little, <laughs> little cousins they loved oh, Tekken they loved watching all the endings and so I'd have them all loaded up kind of like what we just did on stream I would just show them all the endings we would laugh at at the hilarious endings we would like really get into the serious ones Uh, they bought uh, Spice World for me for Christmas but didn't wrap it they said we want to see what this game is they loved they loved (laughs) the Spice Girls and so there's kind of like would you play this for us so we can watch how it goes and that was like one of the really cool Christmases but yeah it would show them the games it would be they would they dig Parappa they love Parappa big time um just god most I feel like most of my best gaming memories are Christmas memories Mm -hmm. like getting a Game Boy I got so many games with it. I think my parents totally, like, they, they just bought a package. There was no rhyme or reason to the games that were included yeah. with it. Like, chess was in there. Uh, Fist of the North Star was in there. Nice. I could not play the game. I didn't get it. Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure was in there, mm-hmm. and it was kind of deep in. The characters had swear words for names, and I was super confused by it <laughs> because it was my first RPG. I didn't know you could name characters, and nah. I, just, like, I showed that to my mom, and I'm like, hey, this isn't right and she's like oh yeah that's not right we're taking it back and I think I thought Santa gave it I think it was like a Santa gift and I was like what do you mean taking it back she's like no we're taking it to a place that's gonna fix this and so my mom took in this used copy of of uh, Final Fantasy Adventure and it's like this has swear words in it and they're like 
oh, uh, we'll try to fix it. Clearly, I just started a new save file. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, she didn't know either. You can't give us one character name? No, just one. Won't do it. Gotta stay professional. Wow. Probably a B word in there. <laughs> um, which would explain why my mom would be incited. Yeah, but yeah, that was cool. Uh, God, yeah. Christmas, great. Hubert, just keep the... Because that's what it is mostly now, is I'm playing a game on my 3DS, and play. I bring a handheld game, yeah. and when everybody goes to bed, Christmas tree. keep that Christmas tree light on, and play some games. I, 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 I got a jolly Christmas memory. Just oh, real, here we I'll, go. I'll, I'll, real quick. Yeah. Um, so, so I got the older brother, three and a half years older, so a lot of the family friends were his age, because they were like the first you know, family friends that my parents met while they were raising him, and then I grow up and I got my own weird friends who might be like younger siblings of some of my brother's friends, but sure, like yeah. not a lot of like us going out, like all the family friends that we have were like a lot of them were, were like my brother's older friends. So we would go to the Valliers for Christmas. That was like the, one of the Christmas parties we would go to every year. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be hanging out with my brother and all of his cool friends. Kind of boring for me because like I don't know the mu- I'm not into the music they're listening to. I'm not, you know, hip on the references. If I'm lucky, we can maybe get a rated R movie. You know, like if we go there, they're like, okay, go hang out with your brother. And like, well, he's gonna hang out with them. We're gonna be in the kids' room in the back, and like they might put on like Red Dawn or like Child's Play or something. Like, oh, cool. I haven't Whoa. seen that rated R movie. Oh god. So show up and I'm like, hey, where are they? They're like, oh, they're in uh they're in uh you know the master bedroom. And I was like, okay, and I go in and like I've I've never seen so many of them dialed into one thing. Like they do, like put on a movie and just kind of hang back, or like mm-hmm. they would all be having random conversations. This group is like, what the heck is happening on the TV right now? And I turn around and it's uh, Pitfall for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. The big kids were into Pitfall. They were all like, "This is this home console thing is so hip." And I was just like, "What am I? What is happening?" And then of course, like my brother and I was like, you know, he's you know, you're my little dorky brother. Like yeah. all of a sudden, we were like. You and I need to with this with the parents. We need to figure out like Did how you? can we do this. Not only yeah, not only with the twenty six hundred, but the NES when that came back around. We actually saved up money and, and got it with our allowance. But it was like well, we, we realized like okay, we don't you know like agree on many things, <laughs> but like this is clearly needs to be a priority. That's cool. But um, and that was Christmas. Every time I think of like Sick. going to a Christmas party, like my 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 first home console video game I ever played ever in my life was Pitfall. at a Christmas party. Nice. Really cool. That I did not think would be that cool. Do you have, like, weird memories of, like, getting random games? Like, for whatever reason, yeah. I see myself getting Wheel of Fortune on N64. Oh, oh you bet I had Wheel of Fortune on games. NES. Yeah. No. 100% like, that. so weird I have that memory. That's such memory. an easy grandma purchase. It's like, Wheel of Fortune, I know what that is. It's yeah. probably super fun. <laughs> yeah. Man, chess? I must Everybody loves chess. I got lucky then. <laughs> Why? What'd you get? Uh, my, dad and, uh, my dad used to have to go on business trips a lot. Um, and anytime my uh, grandmother and my mother's side would ever visit... I'd get, he'd bring, either my dad would bring back an NES game or my grandmother would bring back an NES game. And that's how I got, uh, I'll keep it short, that's like how I got the original Zelda, that's how I got... Ooh, wow. The Origins. Yeah, it was just like this gold <laughs> box, I was yeah. like, holy crap. Um, like, every like major cool Nintendo game, like Mega Man, like everything through that, I got his gifts from them randomly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a kid, I think, I probably imagined him going on, my dad going on more trips than he really did. But it was probably like maybe three or four times a year. You could always come back with a new NES game for me. That's why you remember. My grandmother would visit like two or three times a year. Mm-hmm. New NES games. So you know, get like five, six games, something like a year. That's good. That's a life, like, man. Five yeah. or six a year. Because I don't remember getting stuff for Christmas for games except for the Super Nintendo memory we talked about. It was just, just got like, you know, like five, six games a year. But it was always like cool games. Yeah. I think the only one I didn't like was pinball for nes that game no because i was like because it's got a cool robot my dad kept buying me nes games even after super nintendo came out 
and he loved pinball growing up when you know when oh, pinball yeah. was a thing. So he tried to buy it for like me to play because he wanted to play it. He, I remember he played it once. He's like, "This isn't real." Like, yeah, yeah. He got annoyed with it and he put it down. This he's isn't like, real. "This isn't real." It's not the like the real thing. It's, real it's not the real. My thing. memory of pinball was going to like a cousin's house and it's like, "Oh yeah, we they have a Nintendo. It's hooked up. Go and play it." And it's pinball and it's kind of like. No thanks. <laughs> Even yeah. as a five year old, you're like, yeah. Oh, Sounds like, like not video games. Like around 1990, was yeah. when, like, this stuff was happening. So like, Sonic been pinball. Out, it had been out for like a good like Sonic five spinball. years. Pinball. Yeah. Merry podcast, spinball. allies. Okay. I have a hot new phrase. I would like to petition into the EZA meta. Oof. We've got context, stakes, verticality, experience, Shrek, and many more. I'm jacked about. Damn it. But one word has been uber prevalent in nearly all of my gaming slash cinematic choices, and that is art direction. Mm. Sometimes it's a story that will stick with me or an amazing set piece that raises the bar, but if the art direction is interesting enough, it doesn't matter how old the game is for anyone. A couple of examples for me are Final Fantasy IX, yes, anything by Akira Toriyama, Damiani hates it, and... Zelda, Wind Waker, but I don't want to make all. I don't want to take all the good ones. So I'd love to hear some of the allies' more memorable titles where the art direction was a huge factor in your enjoyment and resonated with you. So much love, too much respect. Ally number two thousand seven hundred forty-three. Mumble Mumbleton. Yeah. Yo, you lied. You what? said no Bloodborne questions. Uh oh. Bloodborne, I mean, Bloodborne art, art direction. direction baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the best in the biz. Dark Souls one. No. Demon Souls. No. Dark Souls one. No. Dark Souls two. No. Bloodborne. Now we're talking. Whoa, really? <laughs> so you think art direction is a difference between those four games? That that art direction is why I played Bloodborne. Cool. Because I was like, here we go. Okay. You know, like a, a vacant, lonely fantasy world. Not interested. A vacant, lonely gothic world. Sign me up. Wow. Because that inherently should be vacant and creepy looking and great example then yeah what do you got i want to comment on the the term uh, the art direction sure so for most of the time i was writing reviews and reading reviews i felt like and just not just games but everything i felt like art direction was played out like used too often so i found my so i personally found myself using uh, aesthetic or the game's aesthetic. Ooh, that sounds because more like every, an easy Because every IGN review, aesthetic. every EGM review, the art direction in yeah. The Wind Waker was absolutely fantastic. Art let's not call out any other... Let's not do that. Don't, don't call out IGN in particular. <laughs> I, they, I don't know. I don't yeah, remember, yeah, we don't know. Don't that's, that's what I mean. We don't know. But yeah, yeah. Their reviews sound like this in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not being specific, though. I'm being like, back in the day, sure, like, this, okay. like if you worked at IGN, you knew you were getting this stuff. It was, it was a badge of honor Okay, you were there. We wished we could have worked. At an IGM or EGM when we do this type of stuff. That's sure. what we mean. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the, the the analogy here is that, yes, I felt that art direction, sorry, not the analogy, the comparison here is that uh, art direction was just being used too much. So I'm like, I got to think of a different way to say this. Plus, I, would, I just remember like during the Miguel Lopez era, I was like, I got to think of different ways to say oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, you can't get you art can't, direction by Miguel. You cannot just say. Not two reviews clinic, in a row. You can't use clinical terms. <laughs> yeah. The guy's going to like go. <laughs> Yo, stop being lazy and yeah. say what you mean, bro. I'm gonna kill you, man. <laughs> say what you mean to say. Uh, so aesthetic. Yeah. I don't Resident know. Valkyria Chronicles. So, Evil oh, remake. Yes. Ooh, there you go. Here, that's nice. Valkyria Chronicles is definitely one. Yeah, definitely one. Helps Holy sell crap. the game. Helps sell the vibes of the oh, game. Yes. Yeah. Um, I used to get into arguments with a certain someone at Game Trailers about this. I'm trying to remember the game we were arguing about. Like it was for Goaty. 
It was for like best. It was for best graphics, or whatever. Best graphics. And I was making the art direction yep. aesthetic argument, yep. and it was for Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make the argument. I was like, "This is anime in I like motion. Where you're going. I anime in motion. This yeah. is good work." And someone, and someone told me, well "There's no way Naruto looks better than like some Call of Duty type game." Sure. <laughs> I was like, ah. But like uh, Kirby's Yarn Adventure. What Kirby, was that? Kirby's Epic Kirby's Yarn. Epic yarn. Yeah. Kirby's Epic Yarn. That Yoshi one. Wally. That one at GT one year. Eventually. For yeah, best that, graphics. That, yeah, we did that. That's not best graphics. That's, that's aesthetic, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, 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 graphics and art direction are... Very Graphics different. is more clinical for technical stuff. Yeah. Like, that's like technical mm-hmm. achievement in movies or whatever, where yeah, yeah. art direction is like, how, how, what is the aesthetic? Like, it's more subjective. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, okay. I, get, I agree with that. Super Mario 3D... World, world, world. <laughs> really? Yep. I don't. Yep. I don't Here's where you're losing yep. me, Huber. Nope. Yeah, I'm falling. No, oh, I won't hear it, guys. I'm oh, slipping through the cracks now. No. Nope. Tell you're, us, tell us why. Ben that's Moore, a good... you know, told, gave me the best advice I'd ever heard because he got it from Patrick Morales, and he said sometimes you just need to know that people are wrong. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just need to accept that, know it. So it's fine, guys. Live it. Yeah. So we're just wrong. Yeah. You guys are wrong. Sorry. 3D World? Are you kidding? It's so jolly. <laughs> what is bad about 3D World? Those boo houses? <laughs> the boo houses. Are you are great. kidding? <laughs> Nobody's knocking Dude, the boo houses. The huge level with like the beach and there's just like the mile. Like come yeah, yeah. on, guys. The sunsets are great. Yeah. Champions Road looks beautiful. Super Mario Sunshine. Aesthetic. aesthetic. Now course, we're talking about Paper Mario. Okay, uh, they're all amazing. I was even going to say Galaxy, but I just wanted to say 3D World because I knew you guys. I actually don't think. We, I took the bait. Gal- I took the bait. Galaxy is like a good looking game, but I don't think it's the aesthetic yeah. that drives that 3D game, honestly. 3D World drives. I, don't think 3D, I think 3D World is a solid looking game, but I wouldn't praise it. It's aesthetic. Sorry. <laughs> I'll take that Wind Waker bait, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I laughed at Wind Waker, man. When he was on that chandelier and winked, I was like. Okay. What? Wait a second. Like, this has to be a joke. That's the that is the dumbest book. looking link I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I like finished Wind Waker and I was like, that is one of my favorite links ever. Like, that's amazing. You're talking about the reveal. I'm, I, I am actually so he, animating this. He actually changed a lot from yes, the reveal. Because when they like, first revealed it, that first, yeah. we're talking about the, the, the like, infamous video where yeah. like, Miyamoto was on a podium and it shows it and he just like winks. And all the hogs like, yeah, so that looked atrocious to me. That looked horrible. And it did not look good. What the Wind Waker ended up being, though, looked way better in my mm. opinion. That that was the, that sure. tech demo or whatever it was was so simplistic. I was like, this is gonna be bad. Like they look like paper cutouts in some of the scenes. I was like, this. Oh no, this can't be Zelda. And I saw the Wind Waker trailer finally, like the following year. I was like, okay, there's more color. This looks a little mm. more like a cartoon. Okay, this looks way better than like. Remember they kept adjusting his hair; it looked all goofy and curly yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. at first, and then they kind of made it. It went through. If you can find that video, it's not easy to find. Oh, it's easy to find. What would you type in to find the original the reveal. reveal? Yeah, I oh, just go type in the Wind Waker reveal or Space World 2001. It wasn't Wind even Waker. called Wind Waker at Whirl. that point. Called just type in Space Whirl. World Wind <laughs> Space World 2001 Wind Waker. Okay, all right. People still label it as X. They know what it was called sure, after sure, the fact. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Got another good one. But no, I yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Looks total reversal. Oh, yeah. got, got one for you, Jones. Oh Ooh. boy, you didn't really like the game, but I think you'll agree with me. Oh. Uh-uh. Alien Isolation. Oh, here we go. Sure. Art direction. Um, yeah. With Tricky because it's it's a they're they're, they're bringing a uh, something that existing was already built property. an existing property to life. So, um, 
the art direction being make it look good is is tough for art direction. It's like, but uh, yeah, that is that is one of the game's best qualities. Is that there's like a sheet of metal, and I'm like, whoa, you know, like <laughs> what what you know? We could use some shadow and yeah. light. Too. An environment that if you saw in a movie, you'd be like sci-fi schlock. I've seen a million hallways like that, but you like make it you know realize it with that, especially the lighting. It's just like, oh man. It's like, yeah, good looking game. Uh, last yeah, one, I good looking to boring you guys game. With 3D world, it's okay if you guys don't like it. It's okay that. if you yeah. like it. We forgive you for liking. I don't that like game. isolation. He doesn't like 3D. We're all still friends. Love and affection. Uh, Mega Man Legends. <laughs> Mega Man Legends. Incredible aesthetic. One seldom duplicated. One of the greats. This idea of applying <laughs> uh, pixel art to polygons is so appealing to me. Uh, the faces in that game still hold up. If anyone is out there listening that makes video games. Mega Man Legends. Mm-hmm. If you don't own the property, just make it and change some names. Anyone no, don't. Hubert, that's what Red Ash is. Don't. Don't. <laughs> okay, don't do that. Okay. But what if it was great? Oh, if Red Ash might be great. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's a tough aesthetic to nail. Yeah, that's a cool question. It, it is... Tales games, just because like they're technically not very... Impressive looking at all. But they're they feel good to be simple. in there. Yeah. Hesperia, but, but they do. Yeah, oh. but like just any game that has learned to do that. Like I think I feel like Japanese games can get away with a little bit more when they go for the anime look. Star Ocean can, looks pretty because good. they can use a little bit more simplistic models. That if they didn't do that like anime aesthetic for it, if you try mm-hmm. to make it look Western style, like a little bit more like real life mature, it would look bad. Yeah, like they're the like the the yeah on the technical level, it would not. Hold a candle to some of the stuff you see put out by you know Western developers. So that's that's one thing I've always just kind of like noticed. I think a huge differentiator mm-hmm. of Street Fighter Five is its aesthetic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Five's aesthetic is. You are you doing a thumbs down? I don't like Five's aesthetic. I think much. it is the reason why the game is successful. I love the way it looks. Yeah, I I, I like I just like the older Street Fighters more. Like I mean, I I think there's a lot of overlap between it and Street Fighter Four. I think oh, that Street Fighter has an aesthetic, you know what I mean, that you don't see in Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat, which are closer to like this dark realism. Um, obviously, not, neither of them are realistic, but uh, you know, mm, closer to what, how you see other games look, Street Fighter does go more comic booky, more cartoony, brighter colors, bigger fists, less realistic proportions, and I think it pays off. I think that's why that game gets yeah, to be on ESPN it, it, almost. It looks doesn't look like anything else yeah i'll give it that uh before we forget real quick uh vanillaware uh own sphere and muramasa like, you can just say vanillaware absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, vanillaware yeah, yeah. Vanillaware games yeah mm-hmm. thank you like that stuff looks amazing they have a game coming out that's got mechs in it that's still like not around what's when is that happening uh crap i don't, I don't know i it. all i want kyle huh it's another dragon's crown another that game crown. deserves a sequel make it happen vanillaware Make it happen. Can I can I drop another aesthetic, thing, a groan worthy aesthetic call? Uh oh, you're gonna make us groan? Yeah. Okay. Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity. Just because of how hard that is. Like I, I just I got to hand it to that team mm-hmm. of taking a live action character, yeah. and a computer animated character and a hand drawn character and making that work. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, that is crazy. To have three Johnny Depps in there. And like, wow, they actually are all you kind of unique characters, but fit in with this thing. And the, also toys. And also yeah. function as toys and look identical to their toy versions. And and, and an aesthetic that fans picked up immediately. They were like, yeah. oh, that's what they look like? Well, here's what Indy would look like. Here's what Wolverine would look like. Here's yeah. what, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the fan creations are like, they hurt so much because you're like, they, 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 Deadpool, they did it. Just do it. Like, 
And he nailed it. You know who's got a sick aesthetic now that I think about it? Kingdom Hearts 2. Just as Just you said, general? they pull him in. You go to you go to Pirates of the Caribbean world in Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm oh, glad you said I was perfect. thinking about that. Because Brad, his number one thing, like his number one draw to a video game is art style. Yeah. It's his, that, that is what gets Brad going the most. If you want to yep. sell him on a game, mm-hmm. you give him a good art style that he loves. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts, one of those games. Mouth watering. <laughs> All right, we should move on to our next question. Yeah, his mouth's watering right now. Ooh, you know so what? We're talking uh, about him. He knows. He's like, oh, Kingdom Hearts. Every week <laughs> I say I would like your topics, questions, and games. Most people give questions. Uh, some give uh, games. Very few people just do a flat-out statement. All right. And I got one here that I, I like a lot. Here we go. This is from Mipe. Mipe. I want to file a pledge mm. to attribute the Master Troll of the Year award to... Fumito Ueda, rewarding his groundbreaking all-talked-out trophy. Creating a trophy that can only be achieved by waiting or meditating for the narrator to give you a hint in practically every small segment of the game is a splendid achievement in trolling to start with. Creating such a trophy for a game that has been in development since 2007 and took almost 10 years to make establishes a new level of meta trolling. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, designing the trophy in a way that not a single person managed to unlock it up until now is a testament to pure, masterful genius, just like The Last Guardian itself. Take a bow, Fumito Ueda. And extend our warmest and most heartfelt greetings to fellow master troll Hideo Kojima when you rightfully enter the everlasting halls of trolling excellence. Love that. <laughs> so for some context for you all. Uh, this is a trophy that had 0.0% when I looked at my trophies afterward. I was like, how has no one seen all of the hints? Apparently the way to do it is to go through every small portion of the game, hang out, yeah. until eventually the narrator says, uh, then I did this. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know that was a trophy, but it makes Whoa. sense. So the idea of putting this trophy in the thing where you have to wait, you have to spend so much time in, yeah. in this game that took so long to come out anyway. What a fun comment. Real good one. Love that. Real good. You get the award. <laughs> like, I, I read that comment. And I was like, who could this possibly be? And I was like, oh, wait, uh, huh, why? And then I'm like, oh, you really justified that. <laughs> I do wonder if that trophy is a troll. I wonder if that trophy is intended to be as awful as it is. Yeah, I'm yes. not familiar enough with Ueda, the man. Right, yeah, that he that. actually cares to actually like establish yeah. the trophies. Yeah, I wonder it as well. Crazy, yeah, crazy. I don't know about that. All right, Damiani's not convinced. Uh, do we want to play a game? Yeah. Ooh. Maybe it's just one of those trophies. It's like, yo, there's dialogue here Get being unlocked by waiting around to get the platinum trophy in this game. You need to hear and see everything. You do. I mean, that's what you have to do. Yeah. But to do that, you just have to hang yeah. out yeah. for long periods of time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, uh, there's a game that I really wanted to play. I'm going to tell you about this game. And then, ooh, a scratch at the door. Who could that be? Okay, um, should we let Sophie in? Uh, no, she's. Uh, that means Sophie went on a walk with Amanda and then mm-hmm. came back through the side gate. Okay. And once the side gate was open, she ran immediately to the back. Okay, she's huffing and puffing. Okay, so this is the game I wanted to play. I'll explain why we can't. Uh, hey, guys. How about this for a game? Let's find out who has the best, most anticipated list with the 2017 video game draft. 
Usual draft rules apply for the most part. Decide who drafts where with a d20 roll. No duplicate games on different teams. Each of the guests has to fill out a roster for 2017. You must fill one of each position. The positions are best Switch game, best PS4 game, Xbox One game, VR game, and multi-platform game. Whoa. You could get the dudes to make up team names prior, which would be fun. Uh, Get the guys or patrons to vote on whose team would win the competition if all the teams faced off. Uh, There would be trophies. Thank you all for fighting the good fight and keeping positive. As always, love and respect with from Rainy Wales, Dan. Now, obviously, I love fantasy football. Obviously, I think this is a genius idea. Mm -hmm. However, this has already been done on Sifted by Shane Satterfield. I think it's genius. He does it every year. He does a video game draft. And so I wanted to do this. Reviewed games. What's up? For highest reviewed games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They take like the meta scores and things like that. And at the end of the year, say like who won. Yeah. Love that idea and really good execution. Like it's not actually that particular the way that Sifted does. But wanted to like promote Sifted for a genius idea. Check out how they do it because it is super cool. Uh, I'm so sad I didn't think of it first. Uh, But yeah, yeah. The cool idea for a game. And also, I wanted to say on this podcast, if you want to try that with your friends, I think it'd be so fun to do with friends, to do a draft with each other. And that idea of the positions is really fun to me, too. Yeah. Oh, genius. Genius, genius, genius. And I wonder if you can, like, um, have waiver wires, even? I don't want to get too far into it, uh, because I think it's so fun. But, oh, well. Okay. New trailer comes out. You're like, I want to trade. Yeah, I want to trade. Exactly. I'll trade you. Oh, my God. Very cool. Dude, I'll trade you God of War for Horizon. Oh, that's so good. me uneasy. I want to trade. Yeah. All right, here's a game we are playing. This one's called Miyamoto or No. I want to change it to Miyamoto or Miyamoto No. Okay? Excellent. All right, we'll do Miyamoto or No. Miyamoto No. All right, Damiani didn't like it. So it's called Miyamoto or No. I have six quotes from Shigeru Miyamoto matched up with six made-up quotes. Both of these pairs will be red, and you have to decide which is Miyamoto and which isn't. Thanks for all you do. I enjoy listening, watching to you whilst I do my freelance design work. You've really helped uh, in game purchasing decisions and brightening my days. Love and respect, Ben Bernard Smith. Okay, here we go. Quotes. Number one, here's our first pairing. The Tanuki suit. Now, where did that come from? I used to chase the raccoon dogs in the forests near my house growing up. Uh, which were known as Tanukis. I liked the idea of Mario becoming one, as then I could imagine chasing Mario. Or, so you know cats are interesting. They are kind of like girls. If they come and talk to you, it's great. But if you try to talk to to them, it doesn't always go so well. Which one was the real quote? Tanuki suit. God, these are all going to be tricks. Yeah. It's like it's like find five really really bizarre Miyamoto oh, quotes, and Ben like matches then, the voice. That's why I picked this one. To like, it's like wow, you really match that something voice. That, yeah, like write yeah. a good thing for him to say. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, that girls thing, I just can't. Yeah, I'll go with Tanuki on this one. Damiani, go with the cat. the cat quote was Miyamoto. I felt like the Tanuki one was Tezuka. Whoa! So yeah, the cat one is is Miyamoto. I remember it from uh, Nintendo Dogs and Cats. What, dude, really? So the other one's made up? No, it's a... I think the other one's made up. Really good? You really yeah. got me with... Well, I mean, he's playing... Now, where did it's that a, come it's a, from? It's a play on that Zelda. That sounded like so yeah. Miyamoto. Because Miyamoto's inspiration for Zelda was stuff he did in his childhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, that's not Miyamoto. This because... was a masterfully designed game. So, okay, so the It's quotes, not going to get easier from I mean, here. 
So the quotes, the other quotes are made up then. They're not real. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm Completely gonna, made I'm up. stop wasting time. Ben made them up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that quote. I actually remember that one I would have known. I remember that quote okay. at the time. Uh, so funny. Okay, here we go. Second set. F-Zero GX shows that if a game gives you lots quickly, the player will overlook the bad design and be fooled into thinking the game is well made. Or... No way he said that. Donkey Kong Country proves that players will put up with mediocre gameplay as long as the art is good. Ouch. One of those what two is hell? one of those two is real. How is that? How are either of those I'm going real? Last. What are you going with? No, I want to go last. Oh, okay. Jones. I think they have zero quotes. Yeah. Huber. I'll go Donkey Kong. I'm gonna say F Zero because there's that infamous thing about Miyamoto trashing F Zero GX, or and everyone got angry at him. There is also an infamous thing about Miyamoto repeatedly trashing on Donkey Kong Country. Ooh, so is that. he does not dig it. So oh, Huber, you got that one. Wow, that is the correct one. Isn't that funny? We were just talking about aesthetics and art. Harsh. Huber rolling his eyes at Donkey Kong. Yeah. Because it's like Donkey Kong Country is cool, Miyamoto. Like why? Why why is he? So that means he said both games aren't good then. Why? So the F Zero. That's a real thing. Oh, he trashed Sega. Oh my god. Like like, people like you're insane. What a masterfully crafted. You're just jealous that Sega made a better F Zero game than Nintendo has ever made. I was like, come on, Miyamoto. Wow. Get real. I'm like hurt. I'm hurt. Here we go. Another set. We have six sets, by the way. I could make Halo. It's not that I couldn't design the game. It's just that I choose not to. Or, I've played Grand Theft Auto, and it interested me very much. It gave me a unique perspective on where the industry is. Whilst I enjoyed the supposed freedom the game gave for me, I actually felt that I felt there were more constrictions in the gameplay than people realized. I don't know about that whilst... I don't know about that. Some strange translation there. I'll go Halo. Seems like a very specific... Yeah, I go Halo. Damiani, which one's real? Okay. Both seem really familiar. I'll go with... I'll go with Halo because that GTA one is just too long-winded. Oh, Ben, you didn't trick him this time. It is the Halo yeah. one. Whilst. Yeah. I can whilst. make Halo. It's not that I couldn't design that game. It's just that I chose not to. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Where's the source on that? I mean, I assume that's a real quote that's out there. Sure. It sounds older that it might be a mistranslation. Also, yeah, out of context one. on that one, maybe not that bitter as it sounds. Like, sure. I could yeah. make first-person shooting games. Yeah, all right, let's give them the benefit of that. Sorry, in all my sleuthing in the years, there's lots of accepted quotes out there that are Mm -hmm. popular that actually are BS. You're right, though. You're absolutely, you're 100% right about that. But I mean, if it's a, if this could be a real quote that's out there, it's attributed to Miyamoto. Yeah. So I think that that still falls fair game for this game. Oh, yeah. Context. Set number four. Just don't get too worked up over what was it. I don't want to criticize any other designers, but I have to say that many of the people involved in this industry, directors and producers, are trying to make their games more like movies. They are longing to make movies rather than making video games. Or, when making The Wind Waker, Anuma-san and I were very intrigued by films being made at the time. We realized with the new technology that we can make the player experience things similar to what you would experience in the cinema, but I reminded Anuma-san that gameplay comes first. Jesus Christ. 
I'll give you some insight. So Oh whoa. Miyamoto does not phone a friend. Miyamoto has been weird. During Star Fox sixty four, he said he liked that game had a cinematic feel because technology caught up that they can make stuff that felt like movies. Mm-hmm. But every time after that, he's been gone on record saying he doesn't like mm-hmm. story in games so much. He doesn't like story o- prioritizing over gameplay, and he doesn't like games that try to be movies. And he's actually been, I don't know if it's a misquote or not, but he's been attributed as saying like he doesn't like games being viewed as art. So I don't know if that it was ultimately proven as not. So the timing of this saying the Wind Waker... I know a lot of the Wind Waker interview yeah, stuff, but it's mostly about timeline shit, not that. That one, if you'd said emotion or expression, I would have believed it because they were completely focused on that. But the other one, oh, damn it. This is a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my I'm God. I'm with the anti-movie one, the first one. Yeah, yeah, okay. me too. Read the anti-movie one again. because <laughs> No, I just need to see if it gave a time period. I don't want to criticize any other designers, but I have to say that many of the people involved in this industry, directors and producers, are trying to make their games more like movies. They are longing to make movies rather than making video games. So, I'm an audible. I'm switching. I'm going back. I'm going Zelda. See, that's, okay, like, that, that, that's, that's his thoughts, but I don't think he would actually say it like that. Damn it. I need you to pull the trigger, Damiani. Oh, God. Pull it. Pull the trigger. Pull it. Who are you going to shoot? Who are you going to shoot, Damiani? Read the Wind Waker one one more time. When making the Wind Waker, Numasan and I were very intrigued by films being made at the time. We realized with the new technology that we can make the player experience things similar to what you would experience in the cinema. But I reminded Anumasan that gameplay comes first. I'm going with the first quote. The first one is right. Oh, Uber. Uh, because he you got talked out of it. It was the thing that him seeing him and Anumasan both looked at films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Historically, Anuma and Miyamoto butt heads a lot. I don't think they would have done stuff together and agreed on it. Also uh, weird not to mention a specific film. Oh, like, sure. You know, movies at the time. Like, so actually, I think it's really cool. Uh, I read a... Uh, what were they called? I forgot what they're called. You want to ask, of course, yeah. uh, about Ocarina and how when they were trying to design the Z targeting and like the fighting system, like how do we do sword fights in 3D? You know, oh, yeah. they had no idea. They would go watch movies. Yes. And that's why Z targeting was made. And so I think that's so fascinating. Uh, we could use more of that. Just like, how do we do that? It's like, I don't know, just look at movies. They mm. do, they got it. Movies have, they put in some work. Okay. You know, they did more of those, not a lot of ask, obviously, but they did more of those same style of group interviews for NES Classic. Oh they, man, I gotta look site, at those. They have like Metroid, uh, Balloon Fight, Zelda. I learned something new about Zelda in that one. That no was way. Unknown. Yeah. Okay. So good what stuff do they call in them? there. I they're just like NES classic developer interviews. Developer interviews. Okay. They, they they have a preface saying we used to do a want to ask. These are kind of the similar thing. Okay, I'll check that out. I've uh, been noticing that there's lots of game developers putting text in their games. What do they want to write? Books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Jones. Uh, I always ask myself when making a game, what will the player want? What will they feel they <clears throat> what will they feel they will need? Then we start to ask ourselves, can we meet those desires? Yes, that is where we start from. All the time, or sorry, or all the time, players are forced to do their utmost. If they are challenged to the limit, is it really fun for them? That one. Yeah, I get the second one. Damiani? Although utmost is a... Say again, the, the translation again. trickiness. I always ask myself when making a game, what will the player want? What will they feel they will need? Then we start to ask ourselves, can we meet those desires? Yes, that is where we start from. Uh, yeah, I'm that one, actually. 
Oh, I hope I Sorry. Didn't screw myself, man. That just doesn't feel like a Miyamoto game to me. Oh. Well, here's the thing. That quote is reminding me because Miyamoto once gave a j- Japanese student uh, who was making a game about suck a uh, vampire game where you push the button to suck blood. Um, and he gave this whole thing about like how pushing down on the button like a player, that's not how that's not correct to a player's mind because sucking is an action of pulling out, not pushing in. So the pushing down the button would like confuse like wasn't what the player subconsciously wants. Think of a different way to do the mechanic. Maybe you let go of it and that's how you like you push it to bite and then right. let go of it to suck. And he was like but he was just like postulating this to the, the student. Like think about game design that way, like what the player wants. Like the guy getting so annoyed right now. He's just like, Ugh. he's like, why? Is he, he doesn't like me a motor. It's perfectly fine to press a button to suck blood. I'll go oh with my one. god! They both could probably be white, but I'll go with one. First one. One is false. Ben gotcha. Jones wins. Uh, all the time, players are forced to do their utmost. That was his actual quote. Utmost. Jeez. Utmost. I don't know about that one. All right, final set. Here we go. It. <clears throat> it isn't about games for me personally. And it never really was. It was about creating something, anything, far bigger than yourself. Or, I like playing guitar, and I like making video games. It would be hard for me to choose between the two of them. That one. I'm going That's with so it. strangely specific, I'm yeah. I'm going with it. I'll go with number two. Yep. Oh, I feel two. even stronger about my choice All now. three of you go two? Yes. Yeah. All three of you are wrong. Oh, Good. can you? Ben killed this. Yeah. Wow. Like what a trickster. Yeah. I mean, he likes guitar. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So you use like you use the knowledge that you already have. It isn't about making games for me personally, games. and it never really was. I want to know the source of that quote. Yeah, because come on, really S- saying bigger than himself does not yeah. sound like him. He wants to be a beetle when he says that. You yeah. know, like uh, no, Sounds it was like, about making like, I games. I bet that was done in a European outlet, and it's yeah. mistranslated. It's slightly mistranslated. Uh, fun game though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, we can't really. But good work. Yeah, I think Jones won. That. We should do more April Fools' jokes, Ben. Write up fake interviews and post them on April. Because they're so accurate. Claiming someone just like nails the voice. Yeah, cl- like post a tweet saying. Ben, do it with Kyle Bossman. Watch your whilsts, though. <laughs> Kyle yeah. Bossman. Kyle yeah, yeah, yeah. Bossman. Like, did Kyle Bossman say this? Yes or no? <laughs> we learned that you should not use whilst. Yeah. That was our me- our learn- lesson. Um. Oh, that's a fun one. I don't want to... That was just fun. We had a fun game. So I want to actually do a hard one. I got too many of these. I got too many. Hard game. No, no, no. Not a hard game. Like a hard question. Uh Yeah. Like a one that challenges you as... Controversy. Video game critics. Most got most... We got most of those wrong, so... (laughs) It was pretty hard. Jones got like four of them. Check the tape. Ooh, a lot of these are just nice. Um, okay. That one might be tough. Okay, here we go. Something be nice and can also be difficult. (laughs) <laughs> this one starts this is a really funny way to start okay this comes from Robert Seven Lee I read a post on NeoGAF created by Jonah3003 that's hilarious already <laughs> titled why isn't free online a selling point this got me thinking I owned a PS3 last generation mainly because it had free online gaming constantly teased my friends who owned Xbox 360 by saying things like wait you actually pay cash to play online or not in-game currency, but actual money, or they make you pay actual hard-earned cash after having bought the game and paying for broadband. On top of that, you're actually willing to pay more just to do something you've been doing for free on PC for so many years? Or you almost got me, you almost had me with that one. No one would ever be that stupid. I milked that and I loved it. 
In 2013, the unthinkable happened. My biggest gaming heartbreak. The PS4 required PlayStation Plus to play online. The crowd in the audience were still cheering about the price. I had to lie down, almost speechless. Been gaming on PC since. (laughs) (laughs) Stick it to the man. Made the switch. (laughs) Made the switch. And just bought PS4 Pro, but I will never pay for online gaming, which seems to have become the norm. I'm not annoyed at Microsoft or Sony, but very disappointed with gamers for allowing this to happen. Games are a luxury, which gives us the power. Sony and Microsoft need us more than we need them. We could have made a difference. Launching around the release of two of the biggest multiplayer games, Call of Duty uh, Ghosts and uh, Battlefield 4, probably didn't help. I've noticed even with gamers choosing to pay for online with the PS4, their online service hasn't drastically improved. I still get better download speeds with Steam, which is much faster to navigate than on the PlayStation yeah. Store. I am biased regarding this subject. What do the al- <laughs> what do the allies think? Do you believe the subscription charges justified? Uh, where was the media outcry and backlash for Sony online paywall? Why do you think this has become the norm with console gamers? Would there be an outcry if Nintendo followed suit with the Switch, or would there be joy assuming Nintendo would approve their online service? Thank you for reading. Boom. What a comment. I wanted I to give you a tough terrible one. Terrible download speeds on PlayStation. It sucks. Yeah, PlayStation Network Such a speeds are trash. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I make the money back in PlayStation Plus games usually. Like, I play a lot of the PlayStation Plus games. Um... So I feel like the value's there. Yeah, you play. Like Do you a- honestly hear? I don't hear it in your voice. Yeah. You feel like the value is there. Sixty dollars a year. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's. I look at it like it's the price of one full game. Okay. And I'm getting more value than one full game off of it in a year. Absolutely. It's one game a year. And there's so many plus games that I've played over the years. So many games that I would have never played unless they were plus games. Um, you know, and, and Kyle, we always talk about this. You're saying, oh, the plus games aren't free. They're not really free. They're a subscription. I know the whole weird lines are blurred there. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like I get more than $60 of value. Are you, didn't you tally up the numbers? The value, the money of Oh, games. I don't do that, but okay. they, they definitely publish those. Yeah. It's crazy to look at. But here's, here's how I feel about this. Yeah. Is that to me, it's weird if it would be free. This, it costs money to run these networks. Right. Yeah. And we're so used to playing, paying for Netflix, we're used to paying for everything. Mm-hmm. And so I get the idea that, yeah, you had it for free on PC and you had it for free on PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. I don't get how it is free. I don't get how those yeah. things could possibly be run without making money on top of it. Uh, it's crazy to me that Nintendo does it for free. And that's why Nintendo Internet's the worst. Yeah, because during the Wii... The worst. They used the GameSpy servers back before they they shut down. Yes. I have no idea what they use now, actually. I forgot what they went with. But uh, I don't know. Would you pay money for Nintendo's online if you knew it was going to be better? No, because a lot of their games don't... It's just mostly just competitive multiplayer. There's no no comprehensive stuff that I feel like... Smash Bros. No, like that. That's just like, that's just Mario con- Kart. Stri- straight. Con- I'm talking. Okay, I guess I'm getting two things confused here. Okay, I'm trying to compare what you're saying. Like, I, I get there's the service. Yes. Which I don't 
know why you have to pay so much is for the service to ac- get access to play online multiplayer. I think it should mm-hmm. be lower cost, probably. Sure. I think they bundle it in with this stuff to charge more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Amazon Prime, like, hey, here's free shipping, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, pay $90, $100 for, like, oh. the service or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we'll throw in, like, three Prime videos and stuff or whatever like that. These bundled things, they make it seem like value. Yeah. What I'm mistakenly comparing it to, sorry, so where people know where I was coming from, I was comparing it to a subscription-based service uh, for a game, like an MMO. Where you pay like a monthly subscription because you're getting content constantly updated with that. So yeah. like Mario Kart, um, they might do a random like even Smashers. They did a few. Uh, they did they did like the the patches and stuff like that. Like a few of those. They had a new characters, but they charge for those. Like I understand like that. Like if there was a paid service for Smash Brothers, but we're gonna guarantee you new characters, new stages every three months, like stuff like that. like they did the season pass for like Hyrule Warriors, like that type of stuff. But that's a per game basis. Yeah. I have more trouble paying for a lot for just the access to even doing that in the first place. Like, here's simple, like, here's Street Fighter V. All you do is going to play, you're just going to play, like, a versus match against people out there. But you got to pay, if that's all the only game you're ever going to play on your PlayStation 4 or whatever, Xbox One, I got to pay for PlayStation Plus for a year or for that month to gain access to that just to play somebody online. Is that really worth whatever the monthly cost is? Like, And I do wonder what the back end cost is. How yeah. much does it cost Sony for us to play Street Fighter V? I wonder that because, I mean, on the PC, somebody's paying for it. It's not me. I'm not paying Steam to play it on, yeah. on my PC. Like, think all the Steam, yeah, the Steam games you play, like <laughs> multiplayer, it's like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. Like that, that's probably a, a bigger question that someone with more knowledge would. That I think needs to give us more insight I mean, into it's the a cost ridiculous of the extra servers. Cost. Like, I, like I've spent yeah uh one hundred eighty dollars right now on PlayStation Plus. What? Yeah, it's oh, been three years. Oh, three years. Well, For I guess me, it, I guess it got a little reduced price on the first two years. But again, yeah. I'm not complaining yet because I feel like in three years I've gotten thousands of dollars worth of games. Mm-hmm. So. So, and I guess that'd be how you would defend it, and that's, that's why, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. And so if Nintendo was to do something similar, was to charge for online, they would mm-hmm. have to do something similar where they include games, basically. Yeah. That or it's just really much, way cheaper than everything. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Like $30 a year. Yeah, like the equivalent of like two, or even less, you know, like two or three, yeah, two or three dollars a month tops mm-hmm. to like, yeah, 24, between 20 to 30 something dollars With a year. the whole uh, PS4 Pro and all this shit, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if uh, next year we get some uh, PS Plus Pro where it's like, oh, you want God. faster download speeds? Mm-hmm. 80 bucks a year. Oh, don't, oh, don't worry up. about that. Yeah, it's coming. What do you mean don't worry about that? That, that might come. Regardless of anything that Sony does. Oh, insider, insider knowledge. Oh, insider knowledge. That's that's this guy. Guy. This has nothing to do with insider knowledge. <laughs> okay. just, I, don't, I don't want to get the subject because yeah. we evolve it. We we avoid it in most of our stuff at EZA. Hmm. There there is a there is another reason that has nothing to do with video games that could ca- cause your stuff to cost more for access. Oh, he's talking a, a, a ISPs, fast lanes, mm, yeah. and stuff like that. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. There you go. Gotcha. That's what Dami I was referring to. Screw you, Time Warner. Uh, Jones. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this, man. Are you cool with paying for PlayStation Plus? I, w- I was, yeah. I mean, if, uh, for years, I remember Patrick Morales was, was a big... Uh, um, I remember he was the first person to like bring it up to me. And I was like, wait. Oh, yeah, wait. I guess you don't play anything. Because I was like 99% of the stuff I played was on 360. Mm-hmm. And so just, I was, this, this was how it worked. You know, like I didn't really do a whole... I like, I did the Game Spy Halo 1 servers and played that multiplayer. I played Halo 2 multiplayer a little bit. Like, did not... Uh, didn't do Resident Evil Outbreak. Didn't do SOCOM. <laughs> didn't like. Didn't do a lot of like online stuff in that era. Yeah. So then, like when I was like HD era right out of the gate, I was like, yeah, take shut up and take my money, whatever I need to make the whole thing work. 
And so it really took like an outside perspective to be like, why? Why are you spending that money? It's like, because I have to. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but what are you getting out of that? The only thing I can think of is as somebody who's like managing money coming in from different sources and trying to apply that to other budgets, I wonder if it kind of simplifies the process. Because like you were saying, you're like, where's that money? I would get this stuff on Steam. Where's that money coming from? It's like, well, it's coming from other places. It's like you, you are spending money for these services and you are giving money to people for other stuff. They're just allocating that money and spending it on other things. Whereas if what what Sony might have realized at that point is like, well, now we know all the money that's coming in for this, all that, you know, that $60 is going right into those server costs, is going right into us figuring out, based like on it. the money that we yeah. game it, get in, what... Uh, how important is it to get certain exclusives to get, you know, like clearly Microsoft is destroying, as we we said last week, uh, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the free games, games that they're getting. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that was, maybe Sony was like, oh, you know, we don't, we don't need to make that huge push in December. That game we were planning on making free in December, let's save that to February because we've seen the numbers, you know, if the PSN subscribers go down that month or something. There's just more of like a one-to-one connection you can make with this. money coming yeah, in versus money it. spending I'm specifically triggered. on servers. Yeah. I'm triggered now. You're triggered Think about all this. Yeah. You'd think $60 a year would let you change your PSN name, but I guess that's a little too much to ask. Well, it is. They said it's a huge that's like impossible issue because it's rooted in... I, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. We need a reboot. I, still. They need a reboot if we're ever going to change our names. For? What are we paying for? I would... PS Plus games we don't ask for in the first place. Devil's Advocate. I'm not asking you know for these games. Yeah, like I, I, I don't want stories. I just, <laughs> Legends you know Untold. What is it? Can just give me that, that monthly subscription <laughs> where I get access to your entire catalog of old games. Don't like, even. Or don't. you should be able to have yeah, a reduced no. cost, maybe half the price, like different tiers, different options. Mm-hmm. But not have options for a consumer. What if I don't want PS Plus games, but I just want to play the games I online. own online? Here's how you do this. Uh, you do it like a popcorn at a movie theater, so it'd be like fifty five dollars for that. I know. And so, oh. like, oh, five extra bucks, yeah. you get all these free games. <laughs> That's how you do it, son. It's not easy. I'm surprised. I, yeah. Do they not? Has any? Is either Xbox uh, Live or PlayStation or PlayStation Plus done a thing where you could, if you subscribe to it? I know they've done price hikes. Mm-hmm. They do anything like cable companies, where it's like there's a discounted price for like. A few like year one, but then you know it's going to go up. Do you think, yeah. it, or do you think it's ever you get to that point, like where it's like, hey, yo, thirty nine ninety nine for PlayStation Plus for new users right yeah. now for a year subscription. Year two jacks it up yeah. to sixty. Well, bucks. no, that's why like people bought. If it's a big thing, is Black Friday buying oh, yeah. PS Plus for the, the year. Oh yeah, it's like dang, I should have bought like two or three years, just doubled down on yeah. that. Oh, I heard, I heard they were cheaper. like forty, yeah. forty bucks. Oh, they were so like, cheap back then. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, uh, thank you for the question. Here we go. Hey, allies, my whole life, I've never had a social circle who did more than tolerate video games. Ooh. Which is all right, since I have the allies to fill that void for me. Yeah, we got you. But recently, I've run into a bit of a dilemma. Uh-oh. My roommate has always been enthusiastically supportive of whatever I do or am into. He's a really great guy, and I'm glad I'm friends with him. I've been able to introduce him to great games like Wind Waker and Darkest Dungeon, but... nice. His newfound joy for games has spilled into my life in a way that I didn't expect or know how to deal with. He has this habit of shouting and cheering at the games a little too aggressively. (laughs) Example, no spoilers. I had just gone through a playthrough of The Last Guardian and was loving it. I felt the quiet bond with Trico. He was more of a fellow traveler than some relationship between man and beast. I start coming to the last hour or two of the game. When my roommate walks in 
and starts saying things like, Ooh, what a cute doggy! And shouting at the screen during cutscenes, commenting on everything that was going on. I still enjoyed the game very much, but this really soured my experience. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking during the movie. Yeah, it is. How would you recommend it approaching someone with this kind of aggressive enthusiasm? Last oh. thing I would want to do is hurt his feelings. Yeah. yeah. But Shit. I don't want to sit through an experience like that again. No, yeah. you're Alan Canlick, P.S. No, never bring this up with him ever. I don't like to ever, play ever, favorites. Ever, 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 ever. But Sophie's the best out. Don't ever. Oh, all right. Yep. I'd say, uh... Because you're giving him ammunition. What? Anything you say, any kind of... Well, I, you know, I, I was just really into the game at that moment. And uh, I would really appreciate it, you know, if you, you know, uh, hadn't, you know, joked about it while I was, like, in that ending. It's like, you're basically just being like, the next time you want to make fun of me, say this. Oh, I don't I'm think like, they okay, have that kind thanks. of relationship, though. And then... I don't think they have that. We have that relationship. We all get along really well, yeah, and I'm yeah. waiting for ammunition. Like sure, anytime sure, something sure. comes okay. up, it's like, oh, I'll write that one down. Yeah. What did you do when you were eight? Got it. Right, you know, like, like you were saying, like I will not watch a Dodgers game, and I'm like, ooh, a bet time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it, it, it's not, it's not like, oh, this is gonna be my whole campaign to make my roommate miserable. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm gonna remember that that was that was the button that I can push the you with the dog game. Mm-hmm. Is that like that dog game? Huh? You know. So like, sadly, you gotta play. The game. What once you realized you were getting close to the ending of Last Guardian, do not play it during the day. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that doesn't work uh, in your schedule, or don't play it sometime when you know the roomie's gonna walk in. I guess the big screen's in the living room, so you gotta play it out there. But like, I would say certain games are more important to not comment on. Yeah, you know, I'm not watching some comedy movie here. Yeah, I'm watching Spielberg. The last two hours Kubrick. of Last Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would honestly tell him I'd I'd be like, yo, nothing personal. Just some games are very, very important to me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And uh it, like I don't know, however you wanna word that, you know your your roommate, obviously I don't. But I would I would say something. Cause it is. It's very like Especially me. Oh my god! Like m- people talk in movies, I can't handle it. I can't zone out. Oh, I yeah. can't put it out of my brain. Oh yeah. Like seven out of ten movies are ruined for me. Even going to like nicer movie theaters, like ArcLight or something. Someone just behind me, like, uh, oh my god! I saw like, I saw a movie recently, and someone was uh, like tapping their foot behind me. Oh no. And like I, I, what am I supposed to say? Uh, can you can you stop tapping your foot? Like, because you oh, are the asshole oh. saying something every time, and yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Now my favorite at the movie theater is the dude in front of me just turns on his phone every time. Brightness to the yep. max every time. So just that's why it's the brightness. It's worth it to go to the arc light. Where it's like, like if no, you just phones. have to be Still, on your phone, I guess. I see but, like, my like, movies there and down, people man. talk and people get their phones out. It makes me so mad. It's like this is why what? That's why I go to Studio Movie Grill. What is Simi that? Valley. The Simi one I'm talking about, uh, going to see Rogue One. At. Oh. You get your own recliner seat. Yeah. yeah. So you can recline back. So somebody's still checking level, a phone. Yeah, then people are eating, shit. dude. And then the theater like smells like you can, hot you dog. Can, and you, can <laughs> you can do ones without like, food. They have different tiers. Ooh, I want that no like, food like a tier. Couch or whatever. Yeah. Have, like one like that's like just casual, like sit on the couch, like you're like kind of like at home feel, but like a giant screen. Yeah. Then they have one that's like strictly like no food, no beverage, no kids or anything. Like, like oh, that. Yeah, the no kids. kid theater. That king. sounds hardcore. It's like adult yeah. only. Yeah. And there's just no food. They tell you to please eat and stuff like there. And it is a recliner seat. And it's it's like really good because like I saw two movies. I saw Force Awakens like that. 
and I saw uh, the last uh, Mission Impossible, the Rogue Nation, like that. Everyone two was, like, classic films. All two like there was films. no kids, all adults. It seemed like everyone was excited to be there. Like I yeah. want to see this movie. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just reclined back and stuff. It was like silence. It was perfect. I was like didn't realize that was the theater. Yeah. That's kind of the double edged sword of like, like premiere nights for movies too. You get a crowd that wants to be there and clearly respects the movie, but then there's like you can get a little too carried away, mm-hmm. rambunctious. Um. So I, I picked the story. Uh, one, because it's funny and it's really well written. But I've had this happen to me. Hmm. I was finishing Skyward Sword. <laughs> and my roommate, who I love big time, listens to this podcast even, walks in and is like, dude, this is epic. And this is like, <laughs> <laughs> not now. This is the end yeah, of Skyward oh Sword. God. I'm uh, on the verge of tears. And he's just like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. So a really good tip is to pause and go to the bathroom. Pause and go to the bathroom. That's like if you're really afraid of like. That's not a bad idea. Being yeah. the cool, doing the cool humor thing, which is to straight up say, you know what, this honestly means a lot to me right now. Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Or, or pause and have a conversation. And I put it on me too. Yeah. Like I'm weird for not being able to handle any outside interference. Like, I play my games in the darkness with headphones, and there's no eating of any kind. Mm-hmm. No one can speak. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a freak of nature with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because when any little thing is off, I just I fixate on it. I can't not zone in on, like... Like, we were watching uh, the Strain finale, and my modem was there. <laughs> and, like, the modem flashes... I had to pause. <laughs> I had to pause and put my so, jacket yeah. over it so there was no oh, light. So cool. And Beth is just like, God, you're so weird. Like, I, I love it, Huber. I love it. I love it. I actually want to. I actually want to uh, uh, compliment my wife Amanda, who was in this situation Ooh. and noticed she was in it and and backpedaled out. Oh, she uh, was the the roommate. Uh, yep. Amanda strolls into the conclusion of Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. Uh, shows up like she has done on episodes of Red Dead Revisited. Uh, and so, like, walks in, like, hey, chat. And I, like, see that she's coming in. Like, hey, how you doing? And, like, I'm literally with, I can't remember his name, but Uncle. I'm, like, with yeah. Uncle at the farmstead. Yeah. And, you know, like, John's like, they're coming here. And, like, they're all coming up over the hills. And I'm like, okay, let's shoot them out. This is, like, the ending of yeah. the game. Like, shit's about to get real in about 30 seconds. Yeah. And she comes in, like, hey, chat, hey, what's going on? And, like, whoa, who are those guys? Is this the end of the game? <laughs> like, just realizing <laughs> that moment, like, wait, Brandon's not... Yeah, Brandon's kind of quiet right now. I was just like, is this the end? And I'm like, yeah, this is like literally the last thing. She was like, okay. And I sat down on the couch. And like, I was like. Nice. Yeah. Points. So. Points. Six. Good thing you proposed. I'm married up is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, at, at the very least, just show your roommate this podcast. But I like the, I like the pause. Bore them. Make, oh, it, yeah. make it boring. I don't mean you know, boring, it, but just like engage and just yeah. kind of set aside the end of the game. Just, yeah, you know, like, how well, you doing? Well, just so they become disinterested and they're yeah. like, yeah. So, but if, but if yeah. you're like, uh what you just did it kind of annoyed me and made me uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. oh, this just got more interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, on a troll. What else can I do? I can top that. Like, if my roommate said that to me, I would be like, oh, dude, like, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll go in the bedroom. Like, living room's yours, man. Like, enjoy it. Okay. Uh, we're at the end of our podcast. I have two options, panel. All right. I have, like, a kind of silly, goofy challenge. Okay. Or a feel-good uh, comment. Another feel-good one. What would you like? I feel good. Yeah, I feel like it's the holiday season. It's our last of 2016. 
The well, word jolly. So, so last love and respect question of 2016. Okay. We feel good. We're going with that yeah. one. All right, all right. Okay, here we go. The essence of EZA Brotherhood is the, <laughs> is the name of this comment. Wow. Greetings, fellow allies. As the first year of EZA comes to an end, oh, yeah, this is appropriate, uh, I decided to see what the essence of your allies is, what Easy Allies represents, and why so many gamers support you and feel connected to your content. First off, EZA feels like Nintendo's quality of life program for gaming audience. <laughs> like a subculture with love and respect being your motto, it kind of reminds me of NeoGAF combined with wrestling shows that Huber watches. For the unique personalities and relationships and stories and rivals, uh, basically a good show. So, I picked several points stating your philosophy and uniqueness among other gaming-related content creators. It's up to you to comment on these. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I guess if you we, we get these statements... And Dude, you say like I, I guess <laughs> yeah. Come on, epic. Dude, yeah. epic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, I'll never forget that. Oh my god, the first yeah, oh. ten points to the first person who drops that in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the group stream, Dude. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh god, is the end is so good that game too? Okay, every game deserves a second chance. Do you think that's all? That's us. Every game deserves a second chance. Hell yeah. Yeah, we can be a little brutal sometimes. We does Battleborn deserve a second chance? Does it? I think it does. But at least when it was time to stream Battleborn. Yeah. True. We were all open to it. Sure. Straight up. So maybe it's every game deserves a chance. Every game does deserve a chance. Because, yeah, after that stream, we did not give Battleborn But there is a channel chance. that's, like, tied to or something? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, this is it just statements? Or? Yeah, so I picked several points stating your philosophy and uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Second chance, too. Uh, we did that, or I did that with um, Resident Evil 6. Ooh, now true. Now with Dead Space 3. I can see how that could be part and of the philosophy. And I feel like there philosophy. was another big one that I, that I did. Dead I Space like, oh, 3? I'll go in. It was Dead Space, Resident Evil 6, and one more. I'll, I'll uh, Army of Two? An army of two. Yeah. Dumb yeah. game Monday. Dumb game Monday. True. Um, yeah. Give it another. Letting the patrons vote for stuff so they can throw out suggestions that we might miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go out of your comfort zone. Explore all sorts of games that you might like. Something Damiani does, I think, actually. Yeah. Damiani has a clear comfort zone. But sometimes you're streaming a game. You're doing that like this month, actually. You're doing that in December. You're like trying to educate yourself of all the games that are out there. Yeah, Damiani, when I knew you were doing Game Sleuth about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's out of Damiani's wheelhouse. I'm not even kidding, Damiani. There were numerous times when I was sitting alone at my house thinking in my head, I cannot wait to talk to Damiani. About GTA Five, dude, dude, like so pumped. Can you, can you imagine? So pumped. Can you imagine me when I got that script? Yeah, yeah. when I got the script for that Game Sleuth episode, and it was like, you know, in Grand Theft Auto Five. It's like, yeah, yeah. Go so on, Damiani. I got here one day. I got here one day. Damiani tell me was more. In the chair, and I was like, dude, Damiani, tell me all about GTA Five. Like, let's go. Yeah, great example. Yeah, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Were you into it, Damiani? Into GTA Five. Oh yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah, we had, a, we had a good talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, not, not, not so sure about Half-Life. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a good time with that game. Right Me now. too, man. Me too. Half-Life 1? Yeah. Yeah, Half-Life 1. 
It's a little rough. It's a little rough. A little rough. But you're doing it. Not doing myself any favors by playing the mouse and keyboard. Chat continuously reminds me, like, why are you not playing the PS2 version with the controller? Wait, is PS2 the superior version no. of Half Life 1? I don't know. No, no, it just has compromise. This has oh. some compromise. I don't, yeah, I don't, like. Although, you, guess what? I played it on PS2. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know if, like, anything's changed in it. I was like, no, I, the intent of it was to play. All these games and the most original version. I, I guess I kind of screwed up on Symphony of Night because people tell me Saturn version is actually a superior, pure version or something. I had Saturn. Yeah, it's like don't listen. I don't know. Don't. I don't know enough. Jones about, reaches I, for I, the I, proven ticket. Yeah, I, I think it might be a, there. It might but, be a music thing. But yeah, that's what retro music. retro game sessions is like. Sure. Play the game and it's, it's best to your knowledge. Like it's original platform, original form. Creators and, and Half Life was not meant to be played with a controller. Like when it came out, yeah. like, oh no, you're not no, playing yeah, with yeah. a controller. You're playing mouse yeah. keyboard. Like I gotta play this mouse key. I yeah. gotta know. I gotta play it the way it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say that was also true, not in, specifically in games, but also in production as well. That um, I, I like that's something that we have done not only in the the uh, the late latest days of game trailers, but here at Easy Allies, like trying shows we. Haven't done before. Do some like fiasco knots. Oh, you know, good point. Absolutely. Where, where, where some of us are kind of stepping out of comfort zone. Yeah. Ben Moore hosting his, his his own podcast now. Yeah. Editing his own stuff right now. He's cutting the you know, second part of uh, Outside Tales from the of East. Outside of comfort so. zone. Yeah, you're right. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that that is a goal of mine also for 2017 to get a lot of y'all out out of your comfort zones. So uh, doing the doing meetup was stuff. outside of my comfort zone. Getting Kyle to show up on time. You know what I mean? Like really challenging you. Gamers are not nerds. They are great people with bright personalities and lots of other interests. Gamers are nerds. Yeah, actually, I, I think I disagree <laughs> with this Brad, one. Nerd. But Brad Gamers is are nerd. Big, big and, oh, that's what I never understand, Brad, is he's using nerd in like a negative way. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with being a nerd, Brad? Well, no, no. When Brad does that, he's like being funny. Yeah. Like, what's up, nerd? Like, yeah. that's, he's being funny with that one. I think Sometimes. it's a self well, maybe there's some stuff with you, but with us, yeah, it's you're self, right. It's yeah, he self, says it aggressively. Using me. it with right. uh, yeah, within right. Final Fantasy 14 to call other 14 players nerds yeah. is like, when, like, he's when, there, when, when like, Brad's yeah, a higher level than me. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit, yeah. And I played 11. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. No, I think I think nerd is fine. I'm I'm 100 okay with being a nerd. You yeah. know what I mean? Um. But the idea that uh, gamers are great people with bright personalities and lots of other interests, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely agree. 100%. Cool. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No, so it's just a, kind of a general statement. I don't feel comfortable making that at all. Okay. I don't we don't know. accept that one. I don't, I, 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 I don't feel comfortable saying gamers or anything. If there was a blank after that, I'd be like, people who play games, Can that's oh, it. Exactly. No, that's the definition of that. Jones, that's where I'm at. It's Whereas like, I never want to make an assumption like, all gamers are great. Like, they're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, are some, there are some people out there who play video games that are very not nice I, and let other gamers know they're not nice. You know, my policy is usually just, uh, I find most sentences you use gamer in, you could easily put person in and it would still work. And so in that case, just sure. do that. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I guess I see where, where you're not into this statement. Yeah. I, I, I have I have I hopes this... for gamers more than people who don't play because uh, the odds increase, I think, uh, if you are a gamer, to uh, meet other people very different from yourself in the world so that your your ideals about other people can, can maybe be a little more open, open-ended about other than people that, like, I just read my book and I just, in my house, and I don't go away people. Versus, like, I no, play no, online. No. I but play StarCraft play with games. other people around that's the world. That's not fair. Right? That's the way I play games. Right. Yeah, college is a yeah. games. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm sure. just saying like the the odds go up okay. of, of that person, uh, um, you know, being curious about Japanese culture. You know, like being curious about the the, the video game market in the UK versus the US. You know, Kyle, uh, well, having having an interest in being a little more worldly. Sure. 
Oh, what was the last multiplayer game you put a substantial amount of time in? Splatoon. God, I no, I didn't put a substantial time in Splatoon. Substantial, like I know, like a month or two of like good solid. Couldn't play. even get him to play fourteen. A month or two? No, yeah. dude. No. <laughs> no. Nothing. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Negative. Not even it's Pokemon. Be something. Is there like Mario Kart? Smash? Call of Duty? Maybe. Got to be something here. You were into Black Ops 3, weren't you? We beat the uh, campaign in a couple days. That yeah, was yeah. it. And then we, we did some matches online. I was like, yo, because like, I was like, we ought to at least play a match or two. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, yeah. I got I got my loot box. I got my first loot box, opened it, and then I was done. Because uh, it sucked. Uh, yeah, it's like green gun. I mean, I played a lot of Mario Kart, but not a ton online. Uh, I don't know. Nothing, Huber. Nothing. It's not my jam. It's because multiplayer doesn't have a story or genuinely you just don't want to play with other people or well, you don't have to answer if that's too personal. I'm sorry. And that's not too personal. I okay. don't know the answer. I mean, I just find it interesting in college. Love to play halo two. Yeah. And that was like in dorms. Okay. Loved that. Yeah. I think I so just, the love is there. I think I don't care if the, if the competitors aren't there for me to gloat at. At the oh, meetup. You're about oh, so you want to troll people in person, oh, not yeah. online. Like local so yeah, here's a story about the meetup. Uh, I only got to do one cup of Mario Kart. I was planning to do it all night, but I only did one. Uh, I was horrible to those people. I destroyed them, and then I stood up and pointed at the, <laughs> the number one, and I said, "What is that number? You all still racing?" Yeah. And they were Everyone out there should feel fortunate that Kyle is not playing oh more games online. It was so funny. I was so horrible to them, and a lot of them were just kind of like, "Yeah, I'll just I'll play Mario Kart. I haven't played this version yet." And I'm like, "How you doing? You still racing? I'm number one. What's that number next to my name?" And beat them like three times. It was it was yeah, awful. That, that, that's Kyle. Doing yeah, that. that's what I need. I wait till everyone plays my game and I go and play <laughs> privately mm-hmm. when it's dead, just to compare how good I was. But me, was yeah, like, the, oh yeah, you did that. Yeah, and Damiani was the best, by the but way. But that that yeah, uh, Huber, that proving to yourself that you have skill in something and proving to other players, and then that satisfaction of like that moment to moment. Of, of testing your skill and being like, yes, I'm better than that person. Doesn't do a lot for me. It just I, doesn't I hear you. like. But I hear you. I have zero of that. But I still love playing online games because you like it the joy nothing, of playing playing with others. Yeah, it has nothing to do with being competitive. Got it. Uh, right. It has to do with like being on a team or just like again just playing with others. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like one on one in For Honor. Like I I hate one-on-one stuff mm-hmm. because then it is so like amplified like you are better or worse than that person um but i feel like i'm gonna get into it i don't know and street fighter didn't really click with street you. fighter can't do it yep. too intense like mm-hmm. even starcraft have played a thousand yeah. hours of starcraft 2 i only play two on two three on three four on four or just all out war that's true can't do like one on one team <laughs> yeah not doing it yeah can't do it too intense Damiani, you had one last thought on that one. I mean, you already talked about like you like local multiplayer. Yes, yeah. That's what I was saying because I was asking about like Smash Brothers. Like, did you ever play Smash Brothers back in the day? Like, the amount of time we played Melee uh, in school and stuff, or after school and stuff, and then it still persisted through college and stuff. Yeah, just like oh, I played a non, lot of Smash. No, stuff Melee didn't matter if you're bad or stuff. It's like yeah. You just like sit there and play with somebody. It's like because everyone was like not that great at it and stuff. So it was like good stuff. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Cou- couch stuff. multiplayer. Yes. Without in person. Pl- yes. Playing yeah, against friends. Oh yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. That's the birth of werehogs. That's like you need couch. You I mean, need couch I'll, 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 I'll echo your sentiment a little bit huh. though, Kyle, or about playing uh, with online stuff. 
So real quick, like sure. with fourteen, like I love, uh, I have the most fun playing with people I know. Mm. So like that's why, like I, even if it's old content I've done to death. Yeah. Like it's the most fun playing with like my friends and stuff. And like where's he and allies? Stuff. Then it is really it's super fun to play with like people I know in the game and stuff that I do stuff with. Mm-hmm. When I get with strangers in that game, and it has, but it's something that's like more difficult that requires social interaction. Like that's where I get like really timid and nervous. I'm like. It starts. It's more like intense and like less. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to say less fun, but it kind of is. Like yeah, a it less is, fun. I can't say less fun. Yeah, and especially and it comes down to like and then the most competitive part. There is a competitive, very competitive PvP mode in that game. Like I just dread ever having to try it and play mm-hmm. it. Like it's just like that is like there's a limit. It's not even co-op anymore. We're working a goal. It's competitive. Everyone for and themselves and it's, what team? Uh, it's four v four. It's okay. four, it's two teams of four against yeah. each other. But even people in your own team, they, they are taking out fourteen. Uh, is taking out the chat feature in that mode specifically because the, the player base has been so toxic. Just when in that mode, wow. like they basically like, hey, we saw what was happening with other games in our game, and like we don't want to be like League of Legends with the toxicity and stuff Jeez. in this game. It's the only place where it was happening as wow. rampantly and as badly as that. So that's my fear: is that playing with like strangers and stuff. Like the more. Like, if I play a game long enough and I get familiar with people, like, I love that social aspect. I love, I mostly love playing with friends. So, yeah. that's why online's always been to me. It's like, eh, it's some random person. Some rotten apples. Like, whatever. So, this was not meant to be four-minute talking points for each statement. <laughs> that's <Sorry>. fine. Okay. <laughs> we have Sorry. four more. No, no, do not apologize. People love your discussions. I, I was just curious about multiplayer. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be hyped for the stuff you like. Keep expectations real still. Yes, is my philosophy on life. What about expectations real? Yes. I didn't toss that part out. I love that. Yeah? Because I can be, I don't know, like maybe yeah. I'm just tricking myself, but I can be 10 out of 10, hyped through the max, Resident Evil 7, whatever, but the moment like the game starts, uh-huh. it's like, all right. Chill. Yeah. Expectations are in check. I think. I think. Okay. Like, know where your expectations are and why. Mm-hmm. You know, be in control of them. Mm-hmm. Know that, like, yeah, my expectations for Red Dead Redemption Two are unreasonable. Yeah. But I know why they're there. You know, and like, and I, and I know, and I know how I will likely react if they're not met. You okay, know? I hear you there. And Jones. so that's like, and so th- that's that's what that's what pisses me off about expectations sometimes, where people are like, "Well, Pokemon Go, not super famous, third month in a row." It's like, who thought it would really? Like, who, you know, when like when when something doesn't break a fifth record in a row, people are like, "Well," it's like, you, "Oh, come on, you knew that was going to happen." Uh-huh. So like, you know, when people kind of betray like what I think we should have should have thought reasonably, sure, that's when it gets silly. Damiani, I, I, I yeah, I agree. That should be the min- that is like. A bullet point for us or a statement that applies be hyped for the stuff you like yeah the thing i want to i just want to add this okay um, and i feel maybe i'm gonna i don't want to put words in his mouth but in his mouth but i guess he probably feels a little bit like this as well bloodworth um having spent so many years at gt and in the industry especially the journalist side of it being routinely hammered and taught that you don't, you can't show emotion and like, you know, bias or whatever at like events. Like, don't sh- like you'd see all those articles and those comments from like the big wig journalist on like sites. I won't name anyone, obviously. Nice. That would like call out like, why are fan, why are people cheering? Are you a fanboy? Like, why you shouldn't be there? Then. I remember that. Like, you can't, yeah. you do not belong at any kind of press event if, if you're, you're there to cheer and stuff. Like, yeah, you are there to report back to the public on what you saw. In an objective manner, you're not supposed to 
showing emotion in, which yeah. you could see. <clears throat> sorry, throw gang dry. You can see that was a problem in previews during that era, and still kind of are. They were so clinical and dry, because yeah. like, you were told it's if you show any emotion or subjectiveness, yeah. it can be perceived as a review and an opinion before the game comes out, and you can negatively or positively influence it with your, and it can be seen as bias. And I was like, yeah. man, so reviews are basically just boring Wikipedia articles. Like that's always found them easy. I was like, I'll do previews of this shit. crap. I was like, super easy to do. It's like write about the facts of the game. I was like. This is like the easiest thing in the world to do. I love nothing more than us being able to cover the things we love. Like you being able to review Dragonless Builders. Yeah. Or like me reviewing Uncharted or Ben reviewing Final Fantasy XV. Like I can stream Tetris every Friday. (laughs) Tetris every Friday. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's Because like, man, I can't ever imagine us like being biased about something in a way that would like affect a review you know it's yeah. like if we're already uh, passionate I, about it I, yeah, it's from like a, a nice good place it's like i'm not gonna say a game is good when it isn't even if i love it and i'm hyped on it you know yeah, yeah i don't so. think i don't think that's what people are ever going to perceive us as because of that or mm-hmm. at, least, at least as time has gone on people don't probably won't think that anymore i think it was more for me personally i don't mm-hmm. get i don't think i look as emotionally excitable on the outside at any kind of announcements just most of the time just because it's like i want to say it's like training it's like experience that oh don't react overreact to anything like this even and then like we have to tear down damiani's training like the only time we have to tear we have to unlearn it damiani the only way i can get into it is like getting into a troll mindset which sucks because one you might see emotion on me when they do an announcement i laugh at it and stuff but like yeah it's almost striving on the negativity part of it than the positive yeah so like when square enix announced the final fantasy 7 port not remake at psx that that year yeah i was like laughing so (laughs) like i was in like a like a a chat with people so if you Mm -hmm. if we were doing our reactions i would have been like laughing my ass off yeah. At that, which is like funny, but it's like that's yeah. not like hype or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I went. I went to school and graduated with a journalism degree, mm-hmm. and you could say that I'm not professional when I go to uh, these. <laughs> well, I think you need to be consistent in your expect and consistent in your hype. You know, it's like if Huber was to be hyped about something and then that turned out to be bad and Huber's like, oh, that game sucks. I always hated that game. We're like, wait, no, you didn't. Two months ago, you were you were freaking out about it. No, I wasn't. You know, like, yeah, then you lose credibility. Then I'm wondering, like, well, why, why are you getting excited? I don't understand. Sure. But if and you, also you know, being willing to bail if you are totally hyped on something yeah. and it doesn't turn out right, like just saying, yeah, I, I was, was wrong. I was wrong like, about that. I'm, yeah, like I, I am incredibly excited about Horizon Zero Dawn next year. I'm mm. get, starting to get the fear, <laughs> you sure. know, at this point where I'm like, yeah. eh, the more and more I see, the more questions I have. I don't know, yeah. and that's great. And 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 that that's a story you're not going to get right away. You have to follow someone and and hear them talk about the game for so many years. I want to talk just really quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, pivotal moment in the life of Brandon Jones I am at elementary school at a magic show Uh, I don't know if this was after school or this was like a a, a show the whole school was going to go see and I'm sitting right behind Gina Hamaday who is and, that? uh, just a girl that I went to school with but I've specifically I'll never forget who it was good name and she's sitting in front of me and the magician did one of those things where it was like, oh, no, I lost a handkerchief. Where was it? And like, I saw like it's behind. It's behind you. I saw it. I saw the move you did. It's over there. You know, and I was like, it's over there. It's in the thing. And I got one of these from her. Like, oh, my God, you're into this. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, oh, no, a girl just like 
oh no, like the girls think that's dumb, you know, that like that I'm into this. Uh-huh. I was like, oh no, I got to be like cool, right? You know, like I can't, oh yeah, I just, I was just like, I was a straight up third grader right there, you know, like being all crazy about this. And I was like, wait, what? No, I like magic. Screw you. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm not, no, no, I'm into that. I don't get, I don't care. I'm not going to like not be into this because it's not cool like why was it why was i here i might as well just not even show up for the show if i'm like not gonna be into the magic trick so that's when you say something you're like you know when i complain about horror movies and you're like you, you need to be ready and focused on it. it's like yes no of course like i'm all you know i'm i'm either show up or don't but don't like show up and then okay you know just so. watched the wailing that was a great st- i did <laughs> Tangent. Sorry. Yeah, and I had questions. And I had questions. And I and I asked Huber the questions, and Huber said, "I don't know about some of those." Yeah. And I was like, "That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah. need to come up with the right or you yeah. know right or wrong answer." Have you watched but... the Wailing? Why, <laughs> Huber? Why? Because I was critical. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Love a story. I, I had some hype issues, well. mm-hmm. and I needed to address them. Which sure. Uh, with Captain Hype over here, it was relevant. That's Absolutely. an inspiring story, actually. I love that story. Like magic. It wasn't. I did not see any. I hated. That, yeah. I hated that feeling that she made me feel. It's like, oh, whoa! Yeah. I just gave you the power for five seconds, mm-hmm. and I'm never doing that ever again. Whoa! And somebody that's like that Batman, psh, be like, great, cool. You go yeah, live in your Batman hating life. That sounds terrible. Yeah. What's up, Gina? I'm having a good time pretending to be Batman right now. <laughs> just for reference, Gina's a wonderful person. And, <laughs> okay. And, you right, know, yeah. has a lovely family now. And, you sure. Know, but she probably likes magic now. Yeah, way into magic tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm cutting us off there. All right. There are more. You know, let me just run through these. I don't want to discredit the comment. Uh, spread the good word about the games you enjoy and other people you might know, you know, might like. Yes. Yeah. Especially in reviews. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And previews. I, I think previews are a big part of that. What I loved is that PSX video we got to make. We went to PSX. We wrote down the games we loved big time. And we were able to talk about it. We did it for E3. Those nights of E3 where we come home and then talk about the games at night. Oh, I love those nights. Yeah. Uh, Still really want Damiani to play Banner Saga. Love it. He's got a lot on his plate. Just one or two? The first one? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay to like your guilty pleasure games and series that may not be liked by the mainstream audience. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I think a huge part of that is making the difference between what I like is good. Do you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, I know like, this may not be good, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, totally. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's that kind of thing of just like uh, swimming in sevens, baby. Swimming in sevens. That's exactly what that is. Noah seven. Yeah, a seven can be a ten in your heart, but mm-hmm. you, like you gotta kind of be realistic about it. Enslaved Odyssey of the West. Mm-hmm. Ten in my heart. Yeah. Maybe a seven on paper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. And it's okay to value your, value your time and play only the stuff you think you may enjoy. It's more Ian's point from Easy Allies thing, but still a damn good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of negates the original point of like trying new things, like Damiani. Uh, Ian doesn't always do that, <laughs> but he played. Ian, to his credit, does play through games he hates. Yes, he does, and is constantly yeah. bringing up titles none of us have ever Absolutely. heard of before. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. fact that he played Uncharted Four and all that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hope I caught the core of your group correctly. Congratulations on a successful first year. Wish you the best awesome. of luck on what's to come. Love and respect. Russian fan of GT since 2008. Wow. No. Maxim Mamontov. Thanks, Maxim. Mamontov. Ooh, it's, it's hard for me to know where the A is going on a Russian. I'm going to say Maxim. Maxim Mamontov. Okay. Thank I'll you, Maxim. It. Maxim. Yeah, that's cool. Maxim. Okay, so uh, that's it. 
That's the Love and Respect episode. It is 124 That's a.m. 2016, baby. Oh, it was 2016. Rah. Feels good. Yeah. Uh, if you've noticed us deflate a little, it's because it is early in the morning now. Uh, but we made it through it. Thank you so much for your for your love and respect suggestions. Remember that first podcast, man? When we first sat down on this couch, set up the lights and everything, it was like, Barely, well, man. Here we here we are yeah. on the couch, I guess. Which was, was already weird. late. It was yeah. already late because the stream went an hour late because yeah. we had just, just talked about Game of the Years. Yeah, on the, 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 the one dumb microphone. Oh wait, do you and mean sat around in chairs? Oh, you saying? Do you remember the first podcast from the first Easy Allies March. podcast? Yeah. Yeah, that Even was Even the first cool. time on this couch with these with the mics here, it was just like, oh, I gotta get used to this. Yeah. How long do we... I think, we, I think we had these like the second week. The second one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. First one was just the Yeti? Just the Yeti. Just That's the so Yeti. Funny. That was and, exciting. And no couch, just chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all huddled around. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the staples stuck <laughs> around. Rufus. We did not start this podcast with Rufus. That's fine. We, we should, should end it here. with Rufus. We should end it. Yeah, we, should, yeah. we should end the year with love and yeah, respect. Really okay, so thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. We will be back in 2017 with more podcasts. Much more news will be happening. But, I mean, Easy Eyes does so many things. Go to easyallies.com to see everything that we're up to and patreon.com slash easyallies to see how you might support us. But I think we're all just feeling very grateful. We're, we're excited to have this year. And I just realized there was no podcast <laughs> halftime. So we need to wrap it up with podcast halftime and love and respect. Podcast post show. Even more special. Post podcast show. post show. The post show wrap up. The post there show wrap up. No, okay, we have to save something good for after this. Okay. So that somebody can't just tune out now. Yeah. We're going to improvise a song after this. Okay. Okay. That, Go ahead. Uh, great. So you forgot it and then we have to work harder because yes. mm-hmm. you've great. Okay. Absolutely. You could have reminded me. Yeah, wonderful. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of December. And what a month it was. Michael Kozachenko at Misha Ko's. Mango. Simon Anderson. iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type in offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. <clears throat> Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, and Call of Duty. You can see their work and hear their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. YoYoTricks.com, a tutorial website for teaching people how to yo-yo. To buy yo-yos and learn how to get started, visit YoYoTricks.com or their YouTube channel. Go to YoYoTricks.com slash EasyAllies to get 25% off their top recommended yo-yo. Perfect stocking stuffer for anyone who's ready to start learning yo-yo tricks. All of these links are available in the, distri- in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. And now it's time to improvise a song before we have uh, love and respect. So, bad <clears throat> so uh, Damiani, you got to be bass. Oh, we're just oh, we're not doing like words. No, you're, we're gonna you're gonna start us off. We'll have words if you want, but we need you to give us. Oh, that. I thought we we're doing. Remember the old thing we used to do with the word? You do a word. The Beastie the Boys. Word, Beastie Boys sing. Oh, why? Do you want to do Beastie Boys instead? Oh, yeah, because I was a good troll you with the first word. Okay, so no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Damn it. All right, so yeah, Damiani, give us a little bassy groove. Bass. We're gonna yep. do a song. Our inspiration is pro strats. That's a pull, word I pulled from. Uh, ah, pro strats. Pro strats. Okay. Boop, 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 boop,
I want to be a pro. But I'm Show not. me how. I wish I was Brad. He's a legit pro. How do I be a pro like that? Yo, how do I be a pro like that? How do I be a pro like him? How do I be a pro like Damiani? Some people say Damiani's a pro. I've never seen him play games, so I don't know. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Oh my god. So Damiani gave us a great beat. You know what? Snapping a little unusual, Hubert. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Throwing you all off. I lost beat. I was off beat. By my hand, my fingers started giving out. <laughs> we did what we could. We promised an improvised song, though, and that was it. It came. Should we love and, love and respect just on the way out, though? Oh, absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back in 2017. Hope to see you then. Until then, hope you have a lot of love and respect. Love and respect. respect.